Monday. Oh, I'm kidding. It's Wednesday. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Thank you very much to Chad Adams for filling in for Vince. Well, and for me, too. Yes, he filled in for me as well. I was out for uh, Thursday and Friday and then Monday and Tuesday. I was moving. The Great Migration of 2021 has officially ended. I, I, I did not think I'd get to this day. I thought also I would have fewer bruises. But, uh, no, for real. Like, I was just showing, like, there's a bruise on my forearm, right in the middle of the forearm. The thing's got to be about six inches wide and about three inches tall. It's a, just, like, purplish, brownish, a little bit of blue in there, but yellowish kind of that makes you think, ooh, this one's going to get, like, terrible. And uh, from boxes, from moving boxes, this is what I've been reduced to. It's terrible. Um, a few were on my right side. For I guess I favor, well, I am stronger on, I mean, that's where I do all my arm wrestling is on the right-hand side, so probably stronger on the right. So I, I push it off onto the left a little bit more, and that's why that's all bruised. Um, I'm sure this is fascinating. But so the Great Migration uh, started last year. Where Christy and I, uh, we had been renting. Well, she, we had, we had rented up in Asheville, and um, where I was, uh, where I had worked for like nine years, and Christy, my wife, was working still in Charlotte. We were uh, going back and forth on weekends, and uh, so you know, she, we had a little apartment here in Charlotte. I had a little apartment in Asheville. We had sold our house down in Steel Creek years prior, and we, uh, we finally say, okay. Christy's going to move to Asheville and she moves to Asheville. And then six months later, uh, the corporate owner of the radio station I worked at, uh, fired like 10% of the workforce. I was part of that. (laughs) So as soon as she moved up, I got let go. Um, then, uh, that was about two years ago. I started the podcast, started doing work here on WBT, but during that, uh, that's when the pandemic hit like a month after, um, a month after I got laid off is when the pandemic hit. And, uh, we got Christy up uh, to Asheville as well at that time. And when that happened, uh, we were in the apartment. They cut off all the amenities. We're like, what are we paying all this for? This is terrible. And uh, the apartment complex got new ownership. So we're like, let's buy a house. We tried to buy a house, but it was just as crazy up there as it is here in Charlotte, we have learned. So we started building a house. So we started building the house. And the house took like, you know, nine months to build. So we wrote out the rest of the lease. And then we moved into the new house. And two days after the closing... I was offered the job here at WBT. So we then kept everything in boxes that we had packed up prior to that previous move, kept all of those in boxes, moved down, uh, back down to uh, Charlotte, got an apartment in South Park, said, hey, let's try to find a house real quick. Oh, that's a joke because the housing market here is as bad as it is in Asheville. So we decided, hey, let's do what we did before. We'll build a, a house, which is, you know, the the... The build to suit, like a, a neighborhood that's already under construction. We'll find one and and go in there. So we started looking for the, because we went like first thing we did was we went to try to well try to go to a, an open house, and the house got sold like while we sat out front. We were sitting out front waiting for eleven a.m. and then at like ten fifty eight they come out and they're like that's it no open house getting sold. Thank you for coming. Someone has already outbid you without even seeing the place. Okay, fantastic. And then our realtor was like, um. He said, uh, uh, well, you know, you, you, here's the strategy. Go through all of these uh, different uh, 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 houses. And uh, we, we put in these different kinds of offers. And you maybe do that like 12 to 15 times. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
12 to 15 times you expect us to make offers on houses and lose them. I said, I'm not doing that. I refuse. So then that's when we went and said, let's, let's look at building another house. So we found, uh, and I don't mind telling you, it's Meritage. They're the builders, and we went in with them. Fantastic process. They were able to build it much quicker than the one up in Asheville. So we're like, okay, we need a short-term lease. So we go down to South Park, terrible apartment building. I won't tell you any more about that, but we terrible apartment building in South Park. We don't unpack anything, really. So for the last seven months, we've been living in boxes. But that's also the prior three months, which is also tacked on to three months prior to that. So it's been, we've done about five moves in 18 months. But it's over. The great migration of 2021 is now over. Which means, I think I can't get fired anymore. That, I think that's what that means. I think I put that in the contract? Pretty sure. But I don't really, really remember. Because there was a lot going on. There was a lot of stuff to work out at the time. Okay. So, yes, glad to be back. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at the Pete Callender Show, which, oh my gosh, I haven't even opened up that email for like four days. I haven't had internet. I haven't had uh, haven't had internet in a while. Um, why is somebody asking me why I compel listeners to have social media? I tell people I have via email. That's no. So Kent is asking me. Why do you compel people? I'm communicating via email. Okay, I don't understand that. I'll have to read that. This is the problem when you try to open up the email for the first time in six days. But okay, look. What do I say when I end every program? What do I say? Right. Exactly. I write. I say, don't break anything while I'm gone. Clearly, no one's listening to me. Um, I see this story here about Durham, the Durham investigation. That was a pretty big one. We got legislative maps that are now come out. We had the Supreme Court opinion. We, had, we got the Mecklenburg County commissioners and that they're going to now lift the mask mandate tonight. I mean, the political science is settled on that, I think. Um, No other explanation for that, by the way. There is no other explanation for that. We'll get to that. Uh, We're going to try to get to it all, because there's a lot of stuff uh, that I've been uh, following, and uh, we'll get to here. Let's see. So first, I'm going to start, though, with John Durham. He is the special counsel. DOJ, he's looking into the whole Trump-Russia collusion story. Lawyers for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign paid a tech company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and the White House in order to, whoa, 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 and the White House, to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and the White House in order to fabricate a narrative connecting Donald Trump to Russia. Interesting. That almost sounds like spying, which I know could not possibly be the case because I was assured spying did not occur. And anytime Trump ever said said the word spying, it was always accompanied with without evidence. So it turns out he was being spied upon. Oh, and it turns out that the lawyers for the Clinton campaign were the bag men. They paid the tech company. Wow, Ryan, that's some great bumper music. (laughs) All right. I heard this yesterday. Chad Adams was praising Ryan's bump tune choices. This is the man who picks, we built this city. (laughs) 
or what was the or Kenny Loggins the the danger zone. Right, and then and then there was your love for uh, the 1975, which we discussed on. Friday. I don't even. I've already blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> I've already blocked it out. The PTSD, so great. So, Chad Adams is praising Ryan. At first, I heard it, and it was on a Mumford and Sons tune, I believe, is what it, it was. was. It was the Cave. Uh huh. Oh, I know what song it was <laughs> because I believe that was on my recommendation list of bump. Ah, I apparently have bruised up on my shoulder too. I just touched it. Gosh. You're falling apart over I here. I am, apparently. You need, uh, to go, you need to go back home. I need to go on another. I need a vacation. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chad is praising Ryan. Okay, so fine. He praises him on the on the Mumford and Son. Whatever, I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. And then the next break. Do you remember the tune that he praised you on for the next break song? Uh, was that the, was that 1979? The Smashing Pumpkins one? It was indeed the Smashing Pumpkins. Another one of my recommendations. And Ryan, you just let it all, just let it all go on the air. Just no misinformation labeling, no clarification, no note. This article has been updated at the very tail end with an asterisk. Nothing. You just. I needed the ego boost, Pete. You, needed- <laughs> you, weren't, you, you weren't here. And I, fe- I felt, I felt alone. I felt by myself. <laughs> I needed the ego boost. Well, and I mean, I, it comes and- at what expense? And as I told you during the break, it was like a, it's like the, uh, the Beatles with their, with the Lennon McCartney collaboration. Like right. both of us are on the, are on the label. It was a, uh, Chell calendar joint project. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I actually got top billing on that. It went Chell calendar. I thought it'd be calendar Chell. It's alphabetical. Okay. <laughs> as these things usually are. Ray wants to know if the newly built home has any backwards hung doors. No. Unlike the previous house we had built. This house, all of the doors are in the correct place. Yay! They are hung on the proper side so as to not open, like, into a closet, which anybody who has, you know, opened a closet door knows that when you open a closet door towards the inside of the closet, then you lose a lot of closet space. It just, it kind of makes sense. The thing that always bothered me the most about that, which is this a true story that happened at the last house that we had built up in, uh, it was actually Arden. And, uh, I mean, and they did come and fix it after I like complained multiple times, but they did come and fix it. Um, the first thing, have you ever hung a door? Have you ever hung a door? I have, I hung a lot of doors. I did a fixer up or a fi- yeah, fixer upper on, um, uh, off Eastway Drive. When I the first house I bought, tiny little place it was like 900 square feet, and fixed it up, and uh, nothing crazy, but you know a lot of, but there was a, there. It doesn't matter. Point is, fixed it up, and I had to replace a lot of the doors. So I hung a lot of doors. Uh, word to here. Here's my uh, tip of the day. Um, go ahead and get the doors that have the framing on them. You just trust me. Don't. Don't try to frame it yourself and then buy a door to fit it. It's not worth it. Just buy the framing and put the whole thing in. Okay. So when you buy the door and you put the door in, and I know this from firsthand experience, the first thing you do when you put that door in, it's not even an intentional act. It's like looking into a vase or opening a box. You just look inside like an open kind of thing. You just you're, you're you just naturally go towards it. And with a door, you know what the first thing you do when you hang a door? 
know what the first thing is? You already know what I'm going to say, don't you? You do. You open it. Yeah. You can't even help yourself. You're like, here's the door. I put it up. Mm, look at me, strong man. Boom. And you put the door in and you're like, open it up. And at that point, whoever hung that last door knew they had hung it backwards. Unless they're a complete moron, but I don't think that's the case because they obviously know enough how to hang a door. So I think that's like sort of the the bare minimum brain requirement, right? That if you can hang the door, then you know that the door was hung improperly. It was hung backwards. But rather than take it out right then and there, flip it around because it was the right door. It was just turned backwards. Rather than turn it around and put it in correctly... They just let it go. And then they let the other guy come through and caulk it. And then the other guy come through and paint it. And then the other guy come through and check it off as approved. And then me to come in and be like, that door's backwards. Why does it open in into the linen closet? Well, yeah, because they hung it backwards. That's why. And they didn't want to fix it. So they then they had to come back, you know, two, three weeks later and fix it. Yeah. And blow up everything, sand stuff down, create sheetrock dust. Hey, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter at all. No, not at all. Just check all the doors, people. Also, another word of advice, plug in a hair dryer on all of your outlets before you go to closing. It's because you're a short timer. <laughs> News Talk 1110-993-WBT. That's why you never pick fights with producers. Pete Callender here. <laughs> uh, John Durham uh, out with uh, some uh, intriguing information to everybody except our uh, noble firefighters of freedom in the media. John Durham's filing most recently focuses on potential conflicts of interest related to the representation of Michael Sussman, a former lawyer for the Clinton campaign. Sussman has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent, which I thought was only a crime if you are a Republican. That I did. I thought that was only a crime. Anyway, this is according to the uh, write-up at TheBlaze.com by Samuel Mangold. Well, that's a very strong name. Sam Mangold. That sounds like a radio name right there, doesn't it? Or stripper name. Anyway, okay. Uh, Durham's filing focuses on potential conflicts of interest. Sussman, uh, in the indictment, is alleged uh, to have told the FBI's general counsel, James Baker at the time, less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not working for any client when he requested a meeting in which he told the FBI about some stuff going on and produced some, quote, purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump organization and the Kremlin connected through Alpha Bank. That's the Kremlin's bank, apparently. This was a huge story in Blue and On circles. Blue and On being the, the conspiracy theorists who are given uh, sort of the benefit of the doubt that their craziness is true. That's the main difference between QAnon and BlueAnon is that one gets the backing of a lot of the corporate legacy outlets and the left, but I repeat myself, and uh, the other is treated as, you know, crazy moonbat conspiracy theorists. In a section of Durham's filing titled Factual Background, it is revealed that Sussman 
had a, like first off with a name like Sussman, like he's already a suspect. You just you can't have fifty percent of your name be suspicious and not be suspicious. I'm just saying. Anyway, the factual background it says that it is revealed Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive, aka Tech Executive One. At a U.S.-based internet company, a.k.a. Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. All right, so I know there's a lot of parentheticals there, but you got this tech executive, the T.E., and his name is, uh, what everybody believes that this guy is the name, uh, Rodney Joffe, an internet entrepreneur and internet data expert. That's the widely held belief. It's this guy, Joffe, and his company. Durham's filing says... That Sussman's billing records reflect that he repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Alpha Bank allegations. Sussman and Joffe had met and communicated with a law partner who served as general counsel on the Clinton campaign. Fox News reports that that lawyer is Mark Elias. So please, oh please, oh please, oh please, oh please. I don't actively root for bad things to happen to bad people, but in this case, yes, I I definitely am. I definitely am. Fully acknowledge it. I'm fully self-aware of this. I look, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. I don't think it makes me a better person. Tech executive one, Joffe. Also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of Internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. So get this. You got this Joffe fella who's getting access to all sorts of um, information, cyber federal government cybersecurity information, because they're working on a research contract through the university which I don't think spying on Trump was supposed to be part of. Tech executive, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read the grant application, but I don't think generally you want to leave that kind of a paper trail on this stuff. The researchers were tasked with mining internet data to establish an inference or a narrative tying Trump to Russia. And in doing so, Joffe indicated that he was seeking to please certain Quote, VIPs, referring to individuals at Law Firm One and the Clinton campaign. That's Perkins Coey, folks. That is Sussman and Mark Elias at the law firm. Why do you think they're not there anymore? Right? All of the, the fallout, like when you watch the fallout, you can tell that the people who know enough to know enough, they're cutting ties and, and letting people... Uh, go outside of their orbit, like leave them, you know, walk away, get away from us. They don't want any of this on them. Perkins Coie does not have Sussman and uh, Elias any longer in the employee, right? Special counsel Durham alleges that the campaign paid for this and that Elias was in on it and Sussman, his law partner, while they were at Perkins Coie, that they were the bag men, essentially. Trump said, quote, this is a scandal far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate and those who were involved in uh, and knew about it. This spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution. 
Back in 2018, Trump repeatedly claimed that his campaign was spied upon. And of course, Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, they were all like, oh, what is he talking about? You're undermining democracy. He's literally Hitler for suggesting this. And then remember, there was like, oh, he's talking about phones being tapped. Nobody even taps phones anymore. That's such an antiquated idea. I mean, really? And that's how they dismissed what he was saying. But he was right. Somebody, somebody's inside the administration, inside government, told Trump what was happening. He said this at the time. People have said this at the time. Sean Hannity said it, and we all know now, thanks to all of the text messages and everything that have come to light, that Sean Hannity was basically like Trump's advisor for like the like the whole four years, right? So where does Trump go now to get his apology from all the media types? You would think there would be some sort of, I don't know, a rush to cover the next Watergate, but nobody seems to care in these legacy outlets. And... I have a suspicion I know why, and it has everything to do with class. Not like K through 12 and not like, oh, you don't have any. No. Status. Class. We'll get to that. Not to be confused with the Pepsi commercial song by the band of the same name. Do you ever think about how back in those days they did not have the kind of drain-clearing chemicals that we have nowadays? And with the number of hair bands that existed. A lot of of plumbers get more. Clogs everywhere. Everywhere. A lot of plumbers. A lot of work. What are you doing Saturday, April 9th? Well, if you have the evening free, starting at 7.30 at Holton Theater at CPCC, we are going to be hanging out and, oh, you know, celebrating 100 years of WBT. That's right, 100 years. BT is 100 years old. You can join all of us and the largest, the largest group of WBT alumni ever gathered together for one event. Will there be brawls? Probably not, but you never know. John Hancock is going to be there. H.A. Thompson, James K. Flynn, Jim Barrel, me, I'll be there. So, obviously, the the threat index is elevated. Um, and I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. We honor 100 years of WBT history and induct three new members into the WBT Hall of Fame. That would be... Well, wait, do they know yet? Have we, We've told them. I'm just kidding. We told them. John Stokes, Jim Zoki, and Bob Lacey. Although Jim Zoki almost missed his own announcement. And by almost, I mean, he kind of did. Anyway, but he, yeah, all three of them, all of them, great men, great deserving, well-deserving of it. It's the uh, WBT 100th anniversary celebration, Saturday, April 9th at Halton Theater. You can get your seats now. Go to WBT.com for the tickets and all of the event details. Um, All right, so Special Counsel John Durham alleges in a court filing Saturday that the Clinton campaign paid for a tech company to hack the servers in Donald Trump's residences and the White House to gather derogatory information on him during the 2016 campaign while he was president. In the filing, Mr. Durham says the government has evidence that an unnamed tech executive exploited an arrangement with the government 
that he had already had because he was doing this research. He exploits that in order to monitor Trump's Internet traffic at Trump Tower, as well as his Central Park West apartment and the executive office of the president and an unnamed health care provider. This is Rodney Jaffe, an Internet entrepreneur and Internet data expert. The stunning allegations, according to the Washington Times story by Jeff Mordock, uh, the stunning allegations by Mr. Durham were included in a court filing alleging former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman has a conflict of interest with his attorneys. Saturday's filing alleges that Sussman worked with a tech executive, Joffe, uh, and the Internet company, and that the Clinton campaign was involved in this, and they did this in order to assemble and convey the allegations to the FBI. That's how he got the info. Now, he wants to say... And he told the FBI that I'm just here as a good citizen looking to do my part for good government and ethical political campaigns. But in fact, he turned around and billed the Clinton campaign for the work, which means what? They were billable hours. I know this is like Tom Cruise, uh, the firm kind of stuff where he takes down the whole firm for the billable hours thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In connection with these, eff- uh, with these efforts, Jaffe exploited his access to non-public and or proprietary internet data. He also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. So the only reason they had this info was because they had a deal with GovCo. They then took that info, which I'm sure this, by the way, bears no sort of you know, importance at all to anything related to any other use of data for, like, us private citizens. I mean, I know the obvious point is that if they could do it to Trump, they could do it to you. But, I mean, nobody would care about you, right? You're not Trump. You're not running for president. Nobody would ever care to look at your stuff. Unless, of course, you tried to, like, dine in at a restaurant in New York City without getting a vaccine passport. Then maybe, maybe... We might want to look at your stuff. Okay, so the uh, tech comp- the tech provided uh, DNS resolution services, so uh, domain name system resolution services, and uh, Durham alleges that Sussman relied on this DNS traffic from Trump Tower, his uh, Trump's apartment building, and the healthcare provider to give the FBI additional allegations against Trump. They included claims that Trump and his associates were using rare Russian-made wireless phones in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. This is what Blue Anon was all in on. If you are not aware of what this, uh, the Alpha Bang Russian phone thing is all about, that's what this is all about. And the Blue Anon folks, the lefties, they were way down the rabbit hole on this stuff. Jaffe claims that Trump and his associates were using these rare phones. But Durham, in the filing, says that the lookups... Uh, with a Russian mobile phone provider, that they're actually not rare. He said between 2014 and 2017, there were more than 3 million lookups of Russian phone IP addresses that originated with U.S.-based IP addresses. Now, I don't know if this has something to do with VPN stuff or what. I'm not a tech guy. Fewer than 1,000 of these lookups originated with IPS addresses affiliated with Trump Tower. The lookups near the White House also began in early 2014. That was during the Obama administration. 
Durham alleged that Sussman took these allegations to a second government agency as well after bringing them to the attention of the FBI. Special counsel says Sussman's meeting with the FBI, also similar to the second meeting where he claimed that he's not representing a client when, in fact, he was there on behalf of the client. We don't know who the other agency was. It is simply listed as Agency 2. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say it has something to do with either, like, spying or maybe elections. Just spitballing on that one. News is next. 